This episode of Juice Crew Radio is brought to you by TriBest, making healthy living easy. Welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Well, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Steve Prusak. Today, we've got Emmy Award-winning television personality and author of Back to the Cutting Board. It's coming out September 4th. Christina Perella, one of America's preeminent authorities on a healthier lifestyle using natural and whole foods. We're going to find out all about it right after this. So grab a juice, some tea, or water. We'll be back right after this with Christina Perello. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. We've got Christina Perello here. Uh, like I said, Emmy Award-winning television personality, MFN, and one of America's preeminent authorities on a healthier lifestyle when we use the natural and the whole foods. And her book's coming out. Uh, September 4th is the date. Back to the cutting board. It's on Amazon for pre-order, I think. Let's welcome to the show right now, Christina. Hi, how are you? Great, Christina. Thanks for coming in all the way across the oh, country so in nice Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice to be here. Thank you. And the book, so wait, is it in pre-order now on Amazon? It is. You can pre-order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or my website, christinacooks.com. If you order it from me, you get a signed copy. Right, the website, <laughs> yeah, christinacooks.com. And don't worry, we'll have links to that over on the show notes at juicegururadio.com. So don't worry, it's under the show notes and you'll be able to see it. Again, it's christinacooks.com let's hear a little about what's going on with christina so christina what you've got a pretty transformative story of what brought you down this path so can you take us back to how that shift was made and how you turned your life around with disease and all yeah well you know it started way before then in, in a way steve my my dad is a retired butcher and uh, when I was a kid, he had the opportunity. I never really loved meat. I was kind of one of those weird kids that wouldn't eat it. And um, he got an opportunity to work in a slaughterhouse. And my dad is a six foot two, used to play football for the army, still looks like he does, guy who was always happy to see his kids. So he left for work to make apparently what was an inordinate amount of money for the time. And he was back in an hour. So us kids are like, pops back and we go running in the house to find him at the kitchen table weeping and saying to my mother, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And um, we didn't eat meat for like several months. And then it slowly crept back in. But something about it for me was like, you know what? I think I'm going to ditch the whole meat thing. I don't like it anyway. It was no big sacrifice. But then I became a junk food vegetarian. You know, we all know the ones, Oreos and Diet Dr. Pepper and Snicker bars in the freezer kind of thing salad here or there, lots and lots of coffee. And um, at 26, I was diagnosed with stage four leukemia. I didn't really do leukemia in stages. It was terminal. And I remember thinking, terminal? I'm 26. Are you kidding me? And this whole sort of drama began to ensue with, you must do this, you must do that, you must do this. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is anything you're doing going to make me better? And they said, no, we're going to extend your time. I was like, yeah, I'm out. So I was about to move back to Italy where I had lived uh, the year before and thought, well, you know, I'll just die dramatically in some little apartment in Italy, but, you know, I'll have all my parts and all my hair. And a friend of mine introduced me to the man who became my husband, Robert, who said, why don't you try macrobiotics? I think you could probably cure yourself. I mean, your blood can change and he'd tell me all this stuff. And I'm thinking, you're adorable, but 
you must be nuts because why doesn't anybody know about this? But very long story short, I decided to give it a try, not move to Italy. And 14 months later, I was cancer-free from a very sort of vigilant, austere approach to eating, which was whole grains, beans, vegetables, no oil, no fats, no sugar, no junk food, no flour, no gluten, no this. It was a lot of no's. Basically, grains, beans, and vegetables. And um, I was better in 14 months. And then I, I remember walking and that, around. And actually, that was from going. stage four? That was stage four cancer? Yeah. Stage four. Yeah, wow. Yeah, stage four. And I did nothing else because I was afraid to lose my hair. I mean, seriously, how dumb. But in a way, how smart. I hate to say that because it makes me sound like I'm so smart. It was smart because I learned so much about how the body can heal itself that drove me to kind of walk around going, wait a minute, how did I actually get better here? And nobody in science could explain anything to me. So I started studying Chinese medicine and acupuncture and Ayurveda and herbal medicine and remembered thinking, oh, this is, this is like my grandmother used to do. My grandmother used to boil fennel if we had a stomach ache or put garlic on your tooth until you could get to the dentist if you had a toothache. So food as medicine wasn't a new concept. It just was new to me. So as I studied it and and was trying to decide what to do because I was working as a pastry chef, which I thought, this isn't going to fly. I remember thinking, what do I do? My husband said, what do you want to do now? And I said, I think I want to go sit in oncology offices and tell people there's a better way. (laughs) He said, honey, we don't have the bail money. So no. Anyway, so that's kind of how I started. That's kind of how it started. Amazing. And here we are all these years later. I know, I know it's, you know, I tell the story rather clinically I've been told and I do it that way. I think because it's so long ago, I don't even remember that girl. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but she's so far from who I am now that it's like, wow, she, okay. It's that kind of thing. Right, so, so it's really not that I'm it, clinical. It's, it's not know? necessarily about just being vegan. It's also about being healthy, isn't it? Oh God, yes, yeah, yeah. It's really about um, you know choosing. I mean, as a vegan, I was very happy to choose no animal food and eat everything else that you know, like Diet Dr Pepper's vegan. But it was more about. Um, finding balance and finding nutritional balance, which I didn't know existed kind of thing. And now I do. And now I think, you know, I'm always with young vegans saying, please, please, please. It's more than, you know, it's more than juice. Juice is great. I'm I'm happy to have you, you know, eat as much juice and drink as much juice as you like, but you have to find your balance. Whatever that balance is, you got to find it. Exactly. And, you know, we find uh, when we get those green juices in us, we start to crave more of the good stuff and, and get away That's from right. the process stuff. That's exciting, isn't it? It is. You know, you find, I find myself now when I travel craving um, greens and not being able to wait until I can get home and, and start cooking something. You know, if we're traveling more than, this is going to sound weird, people will be like, oh my God, she's a freak. But I find when I'm traveling, if I'm going to be gone more than five days, I have to have a place that has a kitchen so that I can cook. Mm. I mean, it's really that simple. I don't want to be anywhere where I can't cook. So 
the message is right. I mean, what what do you what would you say defines your message to people? Because you see, most people are confused with diet. They're eating these crazy paleo or keto ah. diets where they're putting their bodies into starvation. What's the message here? The message is that we need to wake up and smell the toast, sort of, and realize that all of these, and I'm going to call them fads because I truly believe that they are, all of these fads that are designed to basically help us lose weight would all fade away if we all ate real, whole, unprocessed food, seasonally, organic as much as you can, local as much as you can, but don't get crazy, vegetables, whole grains, beans, healthy fats, nuts, and seeds, your body will find exactly where it wants to be and you'll never think about it again. You'll never measure another thing. You'll never weigh another ingredient or count another calorie. You'll just live your life. And isn't that what we kind of want to do? Did you notice as you cut, you know, the crap, right? We can say cut the crap. (laughs) Did you, did your taste buds change? Uh, it took a while. I, I won't lie to you and tell you that I went from diet Dr. Peppers and Snicker bars to, oh my God, brown rice and barley. I'm so happy. <laughs> I had to, really, I had to give up sugar sort of cold turkey because with my condition, as I studied macrobiotics, it was like, oh, and we all know this now, even science talked about sugar feeding cancer. So I basically cold turkey sugar and felt like a heroin addict because it was the hardest, I'm going to say, 40 days of my life. It was harder than dealing with the cancer diagnosis, giving up sugar. Well, it's interesting that you say to, that. We've, we've got people in a Sugar Busters program right now. They're doing six weeks. Uh, so, and we yeah, know it's, yeah. like, it's like crack cocaine, the sugar. Yep. Yep. I wanted to smack every single person that I saw eating something sweet if I walked down the street. I am not kidding. I, I would think to myself, I could just smack you right now because I'm sick and you're eating sugar. It was so awful. And then finally, you know, you come out of it. And I, I remember thinking to myself so clearly, oh my God, I was enslaved to an ingredient. You got to be kidding me. How, how silly. And now, you know, if I taste something with sugar, I think, well, this is delicious, but I don't, you know, I don't have a desire to run back and have dessert the next day and the next day and the next day. I mean, we make dessert in our house from, you know, natural whole ingredients that are not refined sugar. So it's not like I'm living without sweets, but I certainly don't miss that enslavement. And that's really all I can call it. It was brutal. You know, the, the truth is out there for those willing to see it. Some people want to keep their heads in the ground and, and take the quick fix, easy pills, this fad, that fad. Do you think there's hope for a plant-based society? Do you think people are waking up to say, you know what, I'm drinking the juices, I'm feeling healthy. Maybe I just want to give up, you know, the stuff that's getting me sick. Um, um, I would love to say that there is hope for entirely plant-based, but I don't see us ever completely giving up animal food as Americans. Anyway, I do see us moving to largely plant-based and I have to be honest and tell you that my bar gets lower every year. You know, now I'm sort of like, okay, if I could just convince people that choosy mothers would not choose Jif, I'm good to go. You know, now I'm, I'm as much as I live a vegan plant-based lifestyle and I love every minute of it and I will 
talk to anyone who wants to hear about it, about making the change. I think that people are where they are. They are certainly much more aware than they ever were. And I will take any small change that I can get. I mean, you've heard the statistic that just came out that if every American gave up one meal with meat a week, just one out of the 21 meals we eat, just give up one, it's like taking four to six million cars off the road. So I honestly think that more than the ethics of why most of us are vegan, I think that you will find an environmental and planetary reason for people choosing a more plant-based lifestyle. And honestly, as much as I love my ethics, I don't care why they choose it. I just hope they choose it. Well, I love the idea of, of no judgment. And including in our sugar program, we do, for those that want it, have omnivore plans if that's something they want. We work with Dr. Joel Furman on this. but um, So it's, yeah. it is, it is nutrient-dense, plant-based for the best results. But for those that aren't there yet, we don't have judgment. And we think that's the best way, don't you? I do. I, nobody, nobody wants a finger shaken in their face. Nobody wants to hear that they're doing a bad job in their life or that they're wrong or that, and they don't want to be lectured at and they don't want to be made to feel badly about themselves. I mean, certainly we have to speak to people in a way that inspires change, but the way to do that is not to make people feel badly about themselves. There's enough in life that makes you feel badly about yourself anyway. I don't think we should add to it, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to talk to anybody about any level at which they want to join in. And if they don't want to join in and just want to talk about it anyway, I'm happy to talk to them too. Because I think that if you create an environment, and so many vegans are doing this, that it makes me so hopeful. You create an environment that's warm and welcoming and everybody has a place at the table, no pun intended, and we don't exclude them and say vegans only, I think you're, you'll find you know, you catch more flies with, you know, with honey, although that's a terrible metaphor being a vegan. But the truth is you attract more people when you're sweet than if you are luxury or standoffish or preachy or, you know, we have enough of that in our lives. We have enough of, you know, what's wrong and divisive. And I think that food should be something that brings us together and gathers us around the table. Totally agree. Say goodbye to the angry vegan and hello to accepting and love. That's what it's about. So I agree. I agree. Um, so now I find angry vegans terrifying. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even want to be vegan when I see that. <laughs> and I'm a vegan. I'm like, wow, you scare me. I don't want to. Okay, but whatever works for you. Oh, no, you know. I've, I've been vegan for 26 years. I'm just saying I'm ready to not. I don't, I don't want to be in a category. Really, I just I see it that I'm a nutrient-rich Eat person that eats a compassionate, healthy diet, but no judgment where you are. That's why my wife went vegan because she just saw what I was doing. I never put it down her throat. She could have stayed wherever she was. Right, exactly. I, you know, and I, I feel the same way. So I, I, you know, it's going to sound terrible, but some of my best friends, many of my friends, I think we only have like three or four vegan friends, and everyone else, you know, is om omnivorous, healthy, of course, but you know, they're choosing what they're choosing for whatever reason, you know, and, and the thing that I find the most, um, I'm going to say amusing and interesting is that no matter where I go, and I guess it's because of what I do, but no matter where I go, we'll be at a party or at a table or at a restaurant or at a business luncheon. And within seconds of saying nothing, we haven't even ordered yet. Somebody will look up and say, you know, I'm trying to eat less meat these days. And I think, oh, okay, cool. 
And I go right back to what I'm doing, but they instantly feel like a need to justify the choices that they're making. So I think that's a step before they're change. They're about to change and they're just telling themselves that they are. That's how I feel anyway. So going through the journey you have, do you feel that yeah. food, food has a direct impact on, can we cure ourselves with what we're eating uh, of, like, yes. of cancer, for example, like, like what you did? Yes. 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 There are, and, there, and I'm not so rare. There are tens of thousands of people curing everything from cancer to arthritis to whatever. Some are doing it in conjunction with medical treatment. Some are doing it just on their own. The goal of eating the way we eat, nutrient-dense, plant-based, compassionate, is to shift your pH to slightly alkaline, and you know this better than anybody. Move it to slightly alkaline so that you're not a hospitable host to disease, and suddenly your body can move into a place where it can heal. I mean, certainly a lot of it has to do with attitude. If you want to heal, it's, it's easier to make the change so that you can heal. If you're grateful, if you you know, are moving through your condition in a different way. If you're, you know, I think that anything is possible and hope is never lost. Yeah. And it's fun. It's interesting when you think about stress and mindset. I really, I lost a dear friend of yeah. mine, Dr. James Sheridan, who he, we lost him uh, oh, a couple of years ago, but he, he was a close friend of mine. He died in his early forties and was Yikes. strict vegan most of his life, juiced every day, yeah. very hardcore. Yeah guy um but was really had a lot of stress with his business and his kidneys couldn't take it and he tried to naturally cure himself with different mm -hmm. modalities and it just it didn't happen you know and when we lost him it was shocking. well i also i also think though and i i would never want to offend anybody or the choices that they're making but i also think very often people adopt a way of eating or or being that you know someone tells them about like paleo or strict juicing or strictly raw or strictly this or you know what I mean or strictly that and without an understanding of their condition or the impact of food on the body both energetically and physically from a science standpoint for instance in Chinese medicine when I was diagnosed with leukemia the worst thing I could have done for myself would be to juice all the time because my condition was considered pollution of a system and I needed to make my body contract. I needed my organs to become stronger. I needed my blood quality to change. I needed long cooked food. Now I juice, I eat salads, you know, my condition has changed, but I think so often people go, Oh, Oh, a raw diet. Okay. I'll do that. But then it doesn't match their lifestyle. So they lose their strength. They're unable because their digestion may not be strong. They're unable to assimilate the nutrients because they can't get to them because they can't get through the cellulose because they don't digest well. They juice just because their neighbor juices without an understanding. My, one of my Japanese teacher, he actually was passed away, but he was a philosopher that we followed when I was studying macrobiotics used to say that if you didn't understand what a food did to the body, you had no right to eat it. And I thought, Ooh, harsh. 35 years later, I think I get what he meant. When we don't understand the impact of food and its nutrients, we struggle to eat. Even within the healthy eating community, we struggle to find what's appropriate for our condition. And without that, you'll struggle with getting your way back to health. And, and for some people, it's raw. For some people, it's juicing. For some people, it's whatever. You know, it's like I'm friendly with Chris Carr. And 
Chris tried macrobiotics when she was first diagnosed and it was too tightening for her body. She found her way through study and understanding to the perfect balance to keep her thriving, even though her condition still exists and it's part juicing, it's part cooked, it's, but she studied and worked and made herself, built her business as I did on an understanding of how food affects us day to day without just going, oh, Dr. Oz said to juice. Okay, I'll I'll juice. You know, I have type 2 diabetes, so juice could be the worst thing in the world for me, but this TB guy said I should juice. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. So that's, I'm, I'm kind of saying, I think the next step for people as they approach a healthy diet is to understand food, to understand its impact so that they can make choices that work. And they're not in 10 years saying, yeah, I tried vegan. It didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stay strong. I was cold all the time. Well, what were you eating? Salads. Uh, well, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's that kind of, I think when people abandon something healthy, like plant-based eating, it's, it's usually from a lack of understanding and then it's hard to get them back. Right. And it's not a cookie cutter approach. Everybody, not at all where you are. So that's the thing people don't understand that it's not the same for everyone. No. And you know, it's part of it is our culture, right? We live in the culture of Snapchat, sound bites, headlines, you know, uh, Facebook posts. Like we don't, we seem to have moved away from, and I'm not sure how old you are. So, um, I'm probably around I'm your age. I'm not sure. What year did you graduate <laughs> high school? <laughs> I graduated high school in 1974. Oh, you're so a little I'm older old. than me. Wow. But I feel you like... my age, though. I, oh, thank you. Uh, I don't know what your age is, but thanks. I I'm graduated in 87. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. Thank you. I think I love you. But I also think that... And your generation was still part of this, actually. But I think that we've moved away from either the time or the inclination to study, to really inform ourselves about, you know, this, this ancient wisdom that, that drives even our modern medicine. Modern medicine has its roots in Chinese medicine. Modern medicine has its roots in Ayurveda. All of the pharmaceuticals we create today had natural sources at some point during ancient times. So if we keep moving away from that and into the land of sound bites, we will always struggle with why we feel the way we do. No, absolutely. And it's a lot of the work we're doing is moving towards that. And the behind the scenes yeah. here is that the technology is really isolating us more. It's dumbing us down. And it's, there's a lot of other things coming with it that we want to prepare people for. Because it's kind of scary when you look at what's coming. Oh, my God. I mean, look, technology is a magnificent tool. But I also think that it, we created it, right? And so I think there's part of us that's a little bit enchanted by it. You know, look at this cool thing we've done. But then you go someplace like we just got back from, I was working six weeks in Italy and we just got back from Pompeii. And you walk through this ancient city and realize that these people who had no computers, no measuring tools, nothing, figured out how to create a sewage system, equal water pressure in all the homes in the city, and all of these things that we still use to this day, and I think, great, we, we invented a phone. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah. we invented Instagram, we invented Facebook, which there's nothing wrong with them. I certainly use them with my business. It helps me talk to the people that want to talk to me, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But we can't lose sight of 
our attachment to nature and to the planet mm. and what makes us human. Mm-hmm. Right. And that includes connecting in real life. Yes. Um, yes. It, it, it includes it, not limited to, but also there is a dark underbelly to it. As much as we use it too, there's a dark oh, underside yeah. to it and people have to be prepared of what's coming. And I've, I've been seeing it. I'm, we're looking at it. I'm, I'm reading, I'm researching it and there's some scary things coming. And I think the best thing is to prepare ourselves to know what's coming, to be able to see through the matrix mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like with our food, because there's a lot of deception out there. Oh, tons. God, I think to myself, you know, if, if they use their talents for good, the world would be a very different place. I mean, think about it, really. All this deception that's out there from not wanting to put GMOs on the label, but yet saying they're the best thing to hit the earth since sliced dirt. And the honest truth is, nobody really knows. Nobody knows. Are GMOs good for us, bad for us? Is it unnatural? Is it the same as hybridizing? I don't think it is, and I am not in favor of it. But the truth of the matter is, we don't know. But if it was so great, why do you fight us so hard and spend tens of millions of dollars to keep them off your label? If they were that great, my product would sing the Star Spangled Banner when you picked it up. So, you know, all the deception, all the hoodwinking, all the sleight of hand in technology and food and labeling and marketing is just, we're so overwhelmed by it. And I think you've got busy families and moms and dads who like just can't sit down and find and be a detective on every single thing in their life. And so you have to kind of create or find those people that you know tell the truth and stick with them and say, okay, you know, this sounds good, but I wonder what so-and-so says about this, somebody that I trust. And you go back and you kind of create your little community. And and even within that, you know, person that you trust, they're going to make a mistake too. And they're going to, you know, have to find their way back and no, nobody's perfect. And but we have to start creating community again. It's, it's one of the most interesting things I see in Italy versus here is that they are still very much a face-to-face culture. And yes, they have their problems, but they are so much more social than we are. And every single thing you want to get done gets done over a coffee. Oh, oh, you want to do a bank exchange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just meet you. We'll, we'll have a coffee and then we'll go to the bank. Uh, let's you, know, you have to close, do a closing on your house. We'll have a coffee and then we'll go. Well, it's very. I, I, no, yes. I mean, you know, you're a few years ahead <laughs> of me, but you know, it wasn't always like this. I mean, that's kind of how it no. was. I mean, that was the normal yes. growing up. Yes, it was. It was. You know, to we all grew up people, like that. To, to, to play in yes. the sand. You know, the sandbox now is a couple of iPads in a sterile room. It's just not the same. Exactly. Anymore. It's terrifying. So, um, it's terrifying. Know, I don't want to get negative. I just want to, you know, with Christina and the work we're doing. <laughs> We're just trying to shed the light, you know, the white light, the bright light, and stay in the good and and just know, you know, truth from BS. Um, Well, listen, and the truth is, Steve, if there's ever anything I can do to support the work you're doing, just let me know. Oh, same here, Christina. I love what you're doing. And and you've got – so it's ChristinaCooks.com. You've got the book coming. You're doing online classes where you're educating people to make their own healthy, wholesome foods. Is that what you're up to over there? We are. We do live classes. We do uh, streaming classes. We do vacations that are healthy and plant-based in Europe. We do, um, yeah, seminars all over the world. We, we're about to go back into the studio and produce 
Christina cooks again. I took a one year hiatus that became four years and uh, <laughs> now it's time to go back because I just wanted the time. I wanted the time away. It took me two years to write the book. It took me, I wanted to do other, I wanted to make sure that I was doing everything that I wanted to do and uh, the way I wanted to do it instead of it's time to do season eight, it's time to do season nine. You know, let me step back. And I think we all need to do that sometimes. Just step back and you say, okay, is this really what I want to do? And it took me four years to figure out that it is a great way to get the message of healthy eating out there. So I am going to go back in. Shows will be on in 2019. And uh, it's not my favorite part of my job, but I'm, I'm going to do it because it's a really big part of the mission of our yeah, lives. And, well, and there's more of an awakening. People are getting more excited and watching these videos. Yeah. So I think you're going to be delighted. I think that's a great idea. The website is yeah. christinacooks.com. We're going to open for some questions behind the scenes, but we're going to close out the iHeartRadio portion in just a minute. So, Christina, before we, we break it down here, this has been great. It's been a stream of consciousness. We've covered so many <laughs> fascinating things. You're, you are so up my alley. Anything to say in closing, <laughs> you know, for those that are, you know, our audience, they're, they're children of the 80s and 70s, and they're people that want to get healthier, and they're juicing, but they want they know there should be more. They shouldn't be feeling the aches and pains and, and, and yeah. aging, you know, and aging this way. Any final words of advice on turning your life around, going down the right paths and getting healthy the natural way? Skip all the fads, eat more vegetables and find someone you trust and, and listen to that advice. And as you listen to that advice, listen to your intuition more than anything. Your intuition will always guide you the right way. Christina Perella, right here on Juice Guru Radio. She's right up our alley. Uh, thank you again for being here, Christina. That was phenomenal. Thanks. <laughs> really phenomenal. I'm Steve Prusak, and we'll see you next time. Wow, that was. I wish I had you on video. You're really wonderful. <laughs> thank you. I wish I was on video too. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, and I, I didn't even think you were going to show up. So what a what a what a delight this has been. <laughs> and I don't. Aye, know aye, aye. I'm going to bring my friends on behind the scenes there and see if there are any questions. Guys, I'm going to bring you to panelists here so you can join the conversation and connect through audio uh, with Christina. Let me just bring you on, and, um, and, and we can all be together at least for now. Some of you are in the Sugar Busters program, and, boy, this interview was right up our alley, wasn't it? Um, so, hello. We're, we're all together. So let me know, are there any questions for Christina? You can go ahead and unmute yourself. Hi, everyone. Hi, Diane. I see you there. Um, anyone have any questions about, you know, making wholesome, healthy foods in your kitchen? How? Because we didn't get to touch on everything during that interview. And, Christine, I should have asked, do you have a few minutes for this? Because I know we got started late. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, any questions there? So go ahead and unmute yourself. Or you can actually, if you don't feel like talking or presenting you can just type it in the box and i'll read your question for you um but go ahead i think avis are you unmuted i'm not hearing from anyone so i'm, I'm going to assume that there are no questions <laughs> are there no questions in the community here karen did you have one yeah let me unmute you Hi, uh, well thank karen i want to first of all thank you for breaking the ice let me unmute your phone here Are you not unmuting? That work? That works. Hi, Karen. Thank you oh. for joining us. Did you get you came on a little late, didn't you? I was here. 
Well, Great. yeah, you know what? I was. I was trying to get on, and then I thought it was the wrong time. So then I left, and then I came back again, and it was oh, on. okay. I, well, yeah, we had a, a – I, I don't know if they sent her the wrong link. <laughs> Christina May – thank you, Christina. Christina, can you hear Karen? Can you hear her voice? I can. I can. I can. Great. Well, I just have a question about grains because um, – uh, you were talking about eating grains as part of your, yeah. um, you know, transition and, and I love grains. <laughs> it's just that I'm trying not to eat them because I just do the quinoa thing because I thought it was the best thing to do, but you're saying we can eat brown rice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Listen, there's so much stuff going on around there, but if you, you know, if you look back at, I always refer back to ancient wisdom, Karen, and, and, you know, they found rice in the pyramid. They did, they didn't find anything else. You know what I mean? So cereal grains have been the nourishment of man since ancient times. The word meal comes from ancient grains. So you want to make sure that once a day, you don't have to go crazy. I mean, I know we all love them, but you don't have to go crazy, but once a day, you want to make sure you're getting a whole grain. And while quinoa is brilliant, it's a complete protein. It's lovely. It cooks really fast. It's satisfying. It's delicious. I get it. There are so many other grains. There's brown rice, which helps to regulate moisture and the pH of the intestines. There's millet, which is the highest of all whole grains in protein and doesn't produce any stomach acid. There's barley that helps the body discharge toxins and support the function of the liver. There's corn, which is filled with lysine and helps you to digest and is great for your eyes. I mean, getting a variety of whole grains is what helps us. It lays the foundation upon which you build your health. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you have any other questions, Karen, especially after what you've been through recently? What do you mean? Well, you were saying about the brown rice or the grains. Did you want to share anything else about diet or was that it? No, I think I'm okay. I just, I always worry about protein and I just, and I love bread, but I'm not eating it. Why? Why not? Because wait, it's wait, don't go away. Wait, wait, don't go away. Okay, so carbohydrates all have sugar in them. I mean, it's a naturally occurring thing. The body, the brain in particular, functions at its best when it has enough glucose. When we were paleo, we didn't eat them. But as we became agrarian and evolved into communities, we developed a bigger brain and a smaller gut that big brain is starved for glucose all the time. So eating whole grains allows your brain to get uh, a steady sort of stream of glucose as they break down slowly. And if you're eating things like breads from whole grains, like whole wheat flour, millet flour, uh, multigrain bread, real multigrain, not the Mm -hmm. sort of fake ones that have caramel color, Mm -hmm. read the label, only a few ingredients, you can certainly enjoy bread. Now, if you're trying to either lose weight or you have celiac, it's a whole different discussion. But, you know, eating bread is also an ancient food. It's just the processed white stuff in a plastic bag in the supermarket that has given bread a really bad rap. So So I'm going to tell you, yes, we bake bread in our house every week. From a sourdough starter, we use a little bit of yeast. Please, please don't walk away from bread or grain. Remember something, Karen, when you choose a healthy lifestyle, it is meant to open your life up and fill you with satisfaction and joy. 
if you're enduring it grimly, something ain't right. Mm. Gotcha. So have a little fun. Okay, I will. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Thank you for coming on, Karen. Sure. Thank you for that. Um, and my wife's gluten-free, so we have to deal with that. And then the gluten-free breads are so loaded with sugar that it's like... Oh, they're, and they're horrible. You know. They're hard. Is she gluten-free because of a, a condition? Yeah, she, she has an allergy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, there, actually, there's a really... I just discovered... Um, there's a pretty decent mix out there, I'll, I'll just tell you. And they're out in California, so you should be able to find them. It's called Authentic Foods. Do you know them? No, I haven't heard of them. So Authentic Foods is run by a guy named Stephen Rice. I know. Stephen Rice, his whole family has celiac. And he developed this line of products. I think you can only get them online. I've never seen them retail, at least not on the East Coast. And um, there's no junk, no added sugars. He does all of his binding of his mixes with fiber so that there's no funny aftertaste. There's no gums. I use, when I bake gluten-free for clients, I use his um, cake flour blend. But I understand, I've not made it, but I understand his bread mix is really good. His pizza crust is really good. Um, he does have a couple of like cake flour mixes and brownie mixes that do have sugar. But if you look for his blended flours, you'll, you'll be very happy. And it's a one-to-one sub. So yeah. you kind of have to boost the flavor, like add a little more salt or a little more vanilla. But it's a pretty decent sub, i got to tell you. The pizza crust was great. And that website is AuthenticFoods.com. We just pulled it up. Are you yep. Right? We've got it here. Yep, AuthenticFoods.com. It's com. great stuff. Thank you for that. Um, and Avis wrote, in, Avis wrote in, interesting that we are currently being encouraged to fear all the whole grains. That is what Avis <laughs> Yes. Well, because carbohydrates are all being lumped together you know, as the bane of human existence. And what I've noticed is that each each year or two, we seem to choose something as the new sort of enemy and Darth Vader of humanity. And right now it's carbohydrates. Before it was protein, then it was fat, then it was sugar. You know, so now it's carbohydrates. But complex carbohydrates, as you well know, Steve, are far different in the body than simple refined carbs, which are just empty calories of sugar. Right. So you have to really look at what you're choosing, and it's all about quality, not so much about anything else. A lot of confusion out there. It almost seems perfect. Way too much. Um, did anyone else want to chime in or go ahead and unmute if you had a question here for Christina from ChristinaCooks.com. Pirello, part of the Juice Guru Rewind right now, and um, this is a lot of fun. Any uh, Anyone else want to check in? We heard from Karen, and we still have a few people in here, but if not... You could either type it in the box, or if not, we'll uh, close out. JD, Diane, well, Diane caught on late, too. Um, okay, great. Well, then, in that, cl- in that case, we'll close down. Christina, thank you for being here. I'll send you the link when we go out on iHeartRadio with this, but thank you. This Please do. And I'd love to connect with you. Steve, again. thanks so much for having me. This was great. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.